you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Power Rankings is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to another edition of NFL Power Rankings, colon, the podcast presented by Energizer. I'm Dan Hansis. That A came from Colleen Wolf. Hey, Connie. Hello. Oh, no. Welcome in. Aunt Eleanor is here. Oh, my God. I had an Aunt Eleanor. There you go. (laughs) Had. Yeah. Yeah. She's no longer with us. Thanks, Dan. Shout out to Aunt Eleanor and all the grace she brought to us. Um, all right. It is divisional round weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I'm sure she did. Uh-huh. It is. S- super card. Is. Uh, super card <laughs> weekend, baby. Su- super yeah. wild card weekend is in the rear view. And I must say, Colleen, what? before we take a look at the big board for the first time here, and we have now knocked it down from 32 to 14. Do you feel lighter? Just feel lighter. I feel lighter. I feel like we're getting closer to the finish line, and I feel good about my rankings. Yeah. Let's take a look okay. at the uh, top eight. Because what you'll notice here, Connie, is that, yes, I got the Niners locked at number one. Yeah. Feeling great about that. Was a little bit nervous at halftime against Seattle, but then. Uh, Much closer than I thought it was going to be. 25 straight points, said Dan. You got it right, <laughs> yeah. Tugboat, yeah. Uh, keeping them at number one. <laughs> um, the Bills and Bengals. I just gave him a little, hey, wake up, guys, bump down one spot, especially the Bills. I almost put Cincinnati ahead of Buffalo. Didn't. Kansas City gets that, hey, we on a bye week, and look at our our biggest rivals in the AFC struggling against backup quarterbacks bumps. That's the Andy Reid bump after the the bye. They should call it the Reid. So then you got the Eagles staying at five, the Cowboys staying at six, Giants up four to seven, and the Jaguars, after that incredible rally, hold at eight. And what I'm saying is you're not seeing a ton of movement there other than the Giants, and that's because I I feel good about where I had the rankings going in, and I didn't see much in the slate of games that really made me change how I feel. Let's start with the, let's start with the Cowboys. I was going to start yeah, there. I love that. Because that would be the one where people, most people would be like, hey, why aren't they getting a bigger bump into the top five? And I just wasn't ready to do that, Connie. As well as they played against Tampa, they did play arguably the worst team in the playoffs, certainly the only team with a losing record in the playoffs. But at the same time, yes, my eyes are open about the Cowboys potentially making noise in the divisional playoffs. I was going to ask you if you second-guessed moving them or keeping them where they were after watching that game. Like, was there any point in the game where you were like, oh, I'm getting closer? Here's the thing, and I'll look at him from a conference Uh standpoint. Obviously, the Niners are staying at one. They deserve it. I already am kind of dinging your Eagles by virtue of just they're kind of off the grid right now. They got a banged-up quarterback, and that's part of my reasoning. I I have them down to five Mm -hmm. the last couple weeks. They'll prove you wrong this week. Don't worry. I'm sure they might, and I think the reason I parked them at five for that reason because I just felt it wouldn't be right to now all of a sudden say the Cowboys are a team that I like better than the Eagles. Mm -hmm. I certainly think the Cowboys are a team that if they had the Eagles this weekend – I'd be thinking, ooh, that's that's a coin flip. And guess what? That's why they're five and six. Yeah. 
But but the Chiefs moved yes. up, even though they were on a bye too. See, see, so it's just like not consistent. It, <laughs> it is consistent though. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I believe outside of the Niners, I think there's a little gap right now. Okay. Okay, and then I think the AFC teams are better than the Eagles and Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So even though I wasn't thrilled with how the Bills and Bengals operated on Wild Card Weekend. It wasn't enough for me to then say, oh, I think the Cowboys are better than the Bills and Bengals or the Eagles are better. I just gave them a little boom. And the Chiefs, a, a team that I respect in this time of year, they get a bit, little benefit of okay. the bump. That's fair. It, it feels like you gotta almost break all it in, of these get teams in a little bit. are flawed in, in one way or another. Now, the Niners, they really, I mean. What is the Niners' flaw? Tell me that. Know. I don't know because what they're doing with Brock Purdy is – really amazing and they've won 11 straight games they seem so well-rounded if I mean I I guess like honestly I don't know I have no idea this is the this would be the only thing I think someone that was doubting the Niners can say at this point okay that what if Brock Purdy is playing not the Seattle Seahawks but a big-time opponent does he have the same level of production or even close when when the rubber meets the road and that's what happens in divisional round football because he's the only guy I think is not proven at this point. I think the coaching staff's proven. I think many of the players on the roster, certainly the stars, have shown that they, they could step up this time of year. You could still put a little bit of a question mark over Purdy, but at the same time, like, be careful with that because the guy is playing out of his mind. Well, that's what I thought after watching that first half against the Seahawks, and he was missing some throws to open receivers. It was just a one-point game at the half, and that was my question last week when we did this show was, what, like, Brock Purdy coming into the playoffs, how will he play in the spotlight? And the second half, no problem. And Kyle Shanahan does such a good job of putting him in a position to succeed, using Christian McCaffrey, using Debo Samuel to play run action and everything else that, you know, you see with these young quarterbacks who are inexperienced or kind of it helps to camouflage any type of pr- potential problems in an offense just keeps it moving and keeps that confidence up and Kyle Shanahan does it better than anyone yep I agree with you I think that as good as Purdy's been I've been more impressed by the scheme yeah and the talent and then a ton of respect to the Mr. Relevant oh. uh, his ability to do his job basically and you hear that in the quotes in and around the team like these guys are not talking about Brock Purdy as a godlike figure mm-hmm. who's playing the quarterback position at a level they've never seen I think it's more like we respect that this kid is doing exactly what we need from him and uh, it might not be flashy but it is super effective and for the record when Jimmy G- Jimmy G uh, what did he do to himself? How did he hurt himself? It feels like so long ago now it was, was an knee? ACL no what was the injury he suffered? I feel like Remember this when there time was, of year, I'm like, all of the injuries It was a foot injury. He got he got uh, tackled, and he had a foot injury. And I dropped the Niners after that happened from two down to seven. And uh, after Purdy stepped in right away and, and started playing at a high level and the offense got better, they've been at two, two, one, 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 hmm. one now since in the six weeks with Purdy feeling good about where they are. Yeah, that's right. Shanahan said that uh, Jimmy G broke a few things a in few his, things in in his, his foot. left foot. But um, remember when they were talking, when it seemed like the Niners season was over? Yeah. Like maybe Jimmy G can come back and maybe in the play. Jimmy <laughs> G is not coming back. Even if he could come back, this is Purdy's offense now. 
I don't think there's any doubt. I have some friends that are Niners fans, and I'm getting the same energy from them about Brock Purdy that I got from Eagles fans uh, with Nick Foles on their run. There's a lot of shirts that say some similar types of mottos that were going around right, with right, Nick Foles. Right, right, So you can Manhood related. <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps. Uh, and farm he has related. been <laughs> farm related. You figure it out. You Google it. So we okay. don't have to say anything else. So, yeah, Chiefs at two, Bills at three. I just want to let's talk the Bills a little bit here yeah. in depth. Were you as alarmed as I was? Not just this game, but even going back, the first post-DeMar Hamlin game against the Patriots where there were a lot of leaks and the special teams' brilliance covered it up. Uh, and then in the first round of the playoffs, just kind of sloppy. Yeah, the pro- their, their issues with taking care of the ball just continue. And you can't do that in the playoffs. Like, they had 27 giveaways in the regular season. Only the Colts and the Texans had more than the Bills. And we just continue to see this theme. Two first-half interceptions, and then... Josh Allen gave up the scoop and score on the strip sack. So, I mean, better teams are going to make them pay for these turnovers. And a better team like the Bengals might do that. And I don't know if they are necessarily better because we never got to see that game fully play out this year. We only saw nine minutes of it Mm -hmm. before the DeMar Hamlin incident. But this is the game that we've kind of all been waiting to see. And when that game started, it looked like the Bengals were going to win it. Yeah. And the Bills, uh, they've taken care of business this season they're now what they're 14 and 3 with the playoff win and yet there have been stages in the year where you kind of are expecting them to be more dominant maybe they're not a dominant team maybe it's time for like people like me and perhaps us to say okay despite them having this great season and being two wins away from the Super Bowl it's not like we should be looking at them as some infallible entity and Josh Allen is a perfect example of that that he's just this tremendous gifted quarterback that could beat you in so many ways but he's always going to offer up gifts to the other team Mm -hmm. and their success and failure will be dictated by that other team's ability to take advantage of those mistakes like the Dolphins converted Allen's three turnovers into 18 points and the reason the only reason the Bills didn't go home is because the Dolphins stink like that uh, that version of the Dolphins was not a true playoff team so you were able to get the necessary stops on defense to move on Mm -hmm. it won't play against the Bengals it won't play and I'll say this and and you can check out the around the NFL podcast which Connie is on great great listen guys Thursday we'll have an thank you (laughs) in-depth Thank yourself. In-depth preview on this matchup. But one of the things that jumps out to me, Bills, Bengals, 3-4 in the power rankings, is the Bengals offensive line is in shambles. Yep. Man, if Von Miller was still around, I would feel way better about the Bills taking control of the game at the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. We'll see how it goes from that standpoint. Well, the Bengals, their offensive line is just self-destructing at the absolute worst possible time. This is what we saw with the Bengals all last season. They spent the offseason trying to prevent this from happening, and then they get to the playoffs, and now they're going to be down probably three starters. We don't really know yet about Alex Kappa, who hurt his ankle in Week 18, but Lyle Collins done for the year on Christmas Eve, the ACL, mm-hmm. Jonah Williams. He was knocked out of the game. Dislocated kneecap week. week to week. That doesn't sound 
sound great. Sounds painful. Yeah. And Burrow, Tape it up and get him out there. Like, Burrow was sacked a ton in that game. Four times. It felt like more. He was constantly under pressure. And he couldn't get – the receivers couldn't get separation. There was just not enough time for them to get down the field. So, I don't think Joe Burrow threw a pass longer than 20 yards. That's a problem. That's a major problem. The offensive line – is something that could ruin their season. It didn't last year. The year before, not only did it ruin their season, Joe Burrow blew out his knee. So you always have to, on a, on a, on a hit, you always have to be concerned about how that can affect their entire operation. And, yeah, I think it's, I mean, I'm very, very fortunate. We're all fortunate because who needed another week of Lamar Jackson's storylines around the Ravens? Mm-hmm. That the Ravens didn't get through that game and get to divisional round play. But at the same time, other than Ravens fans, they would have loved it. Yeah. They would have absolutely loved it. I don't know if Lamar Jackson would have even wanted it, but Ravens fans. I don't fans, know what he wants right what, now. <laughs> exactly. Nobody knows. <laughs> but at the same time, let's just be fair and credit to John Harbaugh and the Ravens, even in their state with their quarterback uh, situation as unsettled as it is. They played better than Cincinnati on Sunday night. They had the Bengals' number if not for Sam Hubbard's brilliance uh, going, damn, 17 and a half miles per hour on his 98-yard fumble return. Uh-huh. Big-time stuff there. So, I like the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I like the Bills. Obviously, I like the Niners. I want you to tell me, Connie, do I have the top five right? Well, so I'm gonna my... put you on the I'm gonna put you on the spot here in real time. Connie's top five here. I'm gonna give you a pen. Okay, Niners and a card. I would put Niners up top at one. All right, so I got sure. that right. I feel like that's and the most important one. I yeah. So, the Chiefs. It's kind of like these next three: Chiefs, Bills, Bengals are tough. I'm oh, taking a walk in, in my shoes. I a mile put, in my shoes. I don't know why I'm doing this. This is your job. I'm just here to judge. But know. you know, I do like an exercise. Yeah, so um, I would probably put. This is so hard, oh, though. This is great. I think that I might put the Bengals a touch above the Bills All right, right now. Put them in a two. Uh huh. Um, do you respect me now, as a colleague? I well, let's not go that far. All yet. right. Okay. Um. But maybe the Eagles need to be higher. All right, you want the Eagles at three? Maybe we put the Eagles at one. Oh, you no, want the no, Eagles at one? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, Jalen Hurts, come on. Let's I feel go. like we could Gotta be here him. another six hours before Colin gets to her uh, fifth team here. Okay, I think I would go Niners, yep. Chiefs, then Bengals, Bills, Eagles. And I have Niners, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, yeah. Eagles. So I would just switch all right. Bengals and Bills. But right. it's like so close. You want that back? Yeah, I'll take there the you go. Too. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Anybody else in the top eight you want to talk about? You, I, you know who we should talk about? The G-Men. Mm-hmm. They had the biggest jump in the power rankings, up four spots to number seven. And we didn't want to believe in them. No, all we didn't. Long. And you know what? That's not a shame on us situation. Sometimes a team changes. Sometimes a team kind of coalesces and becomes something greater at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. And to the credit of Brian Dable and the Giants, they were winning when they weren't a very good team. 
and that's what got them to the postseason and got them to the end of the season in playoff positioning. And then Connie in the last couple weeks of the regular season and obviously against the Vikings and Wild Card Weekend, yeah. that is an actual now good team. You it, know, it almost sounds like a power move. A power move. Power moves presented by Energizer. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's yes. exactly what it is. Did you see what Giants Twitter put out of Daniel Jones wearing all of the chains and said dimes on it like a Kirk Cousins deal? I mean, it's great. That's I good. love petty Twitter. Well, the yeah, if you followed that at all, the Vikings had something very petty after barely winning on Christmas Eve, bragging that they beat the two New York teams and Buffalo. And it was like, all right, guys, well, let's check back into the playoffs and see how the Vikings are. The two New York teams and Buffalo. Yeah. Everybody knows. Everybody knows <laughs> what I mean. Do I need to? The two Northern New Jersey teams and the team from Western New York, although the Northern New Jersey teams go by the New York City moniker. Is that clear? It's tough. I'm not going to lie. I don't I don't love it. But I do love that Brian Dayball is succeeding in this way in his first season as a head coach in the NFL. It's been lovely to see. Now it's probably time for them to go home this week against the Eagles. Because this is, this is where Connie's coming from. Tell me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You're hoping, obviously, that your Eagles get healthy here and beat the Giants. Mm-hmm. But now you're worried about the Cowboys, too, the other team that you hate, potentially shocking the world and beating San Francisco. And then all of a sudden you got the Cowboys on fire in the NFC title game. And I don't think you want anything. To do. You just don't you don't want the NFC East around. I don't. Other than the Eagles. I get but, that. But if the Eagles could be the ones to kill them off, then right. I am totally here for well, it. Here's I the thing. love it. This is, you're, this is very Connie-centric. Okay. You're talking Eagles. The Giants deserve the focus here. You know they why? Do. They do. You know why? Because Daniel Jones has made the leap. Oh, my God. Daniel Jones is no longer a guy to be hidden in the offense. Daniel Jones is now the face of the offense mm-hmm. with Saquon Barkley as the Robin to his Batman, yep. which nobody saw coming. And you, you pair that with the Giants. Where are the Giants special? Okay, they are special at running back. When Danny Dimes is playing at this level, that's pretty special. And then that defensive line, I know. Dexter Lawrence, who absolutely, absolutely ruined Minnesota's season. Kayvon Thibodeau, who's really made strides as a rookie. He's becoming a player. Leonard Williams is a former All-Pro. These are guys that could give your boy Jalen Hurts a lot of trouble, especially if Jalen Hurts is hurt. Yeah, I know. So that's why I'm sweating this a lot. I don't oh. like the fact that the NFC East is oh. this talented right now. And they Daniel don't. Jones, he's playing as good as he's played all season. And same with Dak Prescott right now. And so Daniel Jones, he played last week without turning the ball over. And then they have guys like Isaiah Hodgins. Yeah, they're like Hodgins. the no-name. Isaiah oh. Hodgins. You got it. You got it. Got there. You got there. They have this no-name <laughs> group of wide receivers in fact, the most famous guy of their wide receiver group is Kenny Galladay, and he's like basically a multi-millionaire blocker at this point. I know. <laughs> um, for their, but these guys make plays week after week, mm-hmm. week and uh, I don't know, kind of. I can I tell you something? What? Little spoiler alert. What? I'm picking the Giants. You are. I am. I think. Well, I can't I, wait to tell you you're wrong. I can't wait to see how well, this goes. We could talk next week on the power rankings if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but. Here's the thing. Okay. Grew up right on the border of northern New Jersey over on the other side of New York. Uh-huh. And I've learned a thing or two, like following these From Giants. From the Coltown. Play, yeah, in the Coltown. Following these Giants playoff runs. They they take on a certain feel, the games, how they win the games. And I knew they were going to win that Viking game, just the vibe of the game. And that's going to be a dogfight against the Eagles.
Yeah, that's okay. I mean, Eli Manning in the building alone is going to give Philly the strength it needs to win. <laughs> I do love that Eli <laughs> is fully expecting yep. to get just verbally battered. All right, let's take a break. Okay. And we'll check in, you know, with the teams where it didn't work out mm-hmm. so well in Super Wild Card Weekend. We will be right back. The NFL Power Rankings, colon, the podcast. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Welcome back to Power Rankings presented by Energizer. Still Let's going. talk about the losers teams 9 through 14. <laughs> you know, they made it to the postseason, so that's great. They are winners in that regard, but... Oh. Their run ends now. Are you going to so, give them participation trophies like seven-year-old soccer players? Maybe. Maybe they should. I mean, honestly, a lot of these teams put up a great fight. The Chargers, they completely imploded on themselves, which I didn't think it was going to happen again, but yeah. it did. So down two spots to nine. And their offensive coordinator got got yeah, on that's, Tuesday. That's a lot. So I'm sorry, Chargers fans. It's rough out there. The Vikings, they stay the same at 10 after their loss. The Ravens, they go up three spots. No, don't worry about the up three spots because we went from yeah, 32 to 14. Okay. So these, oh. these, yeah, just disregard. This is the rest of the rest. Okay, so Ravens 11, Bucks 12, Seahawks 13, and then Dolphins, the last team, the false start team, I like to call them. The false start they team, are yeah. are at yeah. 14. Yeah, the, the delay of game timeout oh. team. Why don't we start with the Chargers because there's no yeah. reason we shouldn't be talking about them and – all due respect to the Jags, who we didn't we didn't hit in the, in the top of the show, but the Jaguars deserve a ton of credit for what they did, the the comeback that they mounted. Trevor Lawrence. I mean, their last their <laughs> their last five drives, starting late in the second quarter, was four touchdowns and the winning field goal. So they they didn't have a huge window to mount that amazing comeback, and yet they did everything they had to do. And on the Chargers side, yeah, Chargers gonna charger, and you hate it. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. As a Jets fan, You certain teams are, are snake-bitten, it seems, and you would think that the players change, the coaches change, the management change, that the fan base will get a new fan experience, but the Bolts are just one of those teams where they just can't seem to shake the bad vibes. I know. I know. I mean, look, the Jags, Trevor Lawrence was a broken man to begin this game. And then he picked up the pieces and it was almost like two minutes to go before the half. He was trying to get ahead of that halftime pep talk, like from right, Doug Peterson. Right. It's like, all right, we're going to turn it around right now. It was very important. After the half and completely snapped out of it. But my God, the way that the Chargers collapsed. I, I I, honestly, I could not believe this because watching this game, it felt like it was completely in the bag for the Chargers. I started making brownies at this point. I'm watching, but I'm now I'm starting to like, my mind's starting to wander as I'm watching because yeah. it felt like this game was just so in hand. And then, Where are the brownies? Why didn't you bring them in? I have basically almost finished all of them at this point. What kind of brownies? They're special. What was in them? Chocolate chips. Could I give them to my children? You could. Okay, good. That's why they're special. Okay. I didn't know what kind of special brownies you were talking about. I I have special cookies, special brownies. Anything I make, I just call it special. But Doug Peterson. People listening know what I was 
I just have to, to let I like Doug Peterson. Yes. He's just like round of applause for Doug Peterson. Yeah, you got to give Doug uh, the I love. I love his play calling. You ran him out of town in Philly, but you know. I didn't want him to go. You ran his ass out. I'm a big fan of Doug Peterson. So him and his visor and I think we all his are. majestic hair. Do you know why I, I, I would love to have Doug's hair in It's great years. when it was like blowing in the wind as um, he was like making calls. I think we're all appreciative of the Doug Peterson situation just because everyone was bummed about the Urban Meyer fiasco. Not just because of like how kind of it was almost disrespectful how he treated a job and the responsibility that comes with that job, but it was just like a waste of everyone's talents and considerable talents. And in the case of Trevor Lawrence, a generational talent. Yeah. And to steer it back to the Chargers, it's like, man, there is a lot of debate about Justin Herbert and how great he is and who's better than him and who's he better than. But I did need, I kind of needed, if Justin Herbert's going to be t- spoken of as like a his generation's Dan Marino, I kind of needed him to go win that game. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't lose the game. I know Joe Lombardi, their offensive coordinator, got fired. They didn't lose the game because they got too conservative and just started handing the ball off a ton. Like, Herbert had a lot of opportunities to kind of put that game away, and he couldn't do it. The play calling needs to be better. The whole scheme in, off- in, in Los Angeles needs to be better. But he takes a big part of the L in that game. They couldn't Absolutely. run the ball even when they had a huge lead. Like, right. the play calling in general was very suspect quarterback coach Shane Day also was let go. Who else do we want to talk about? Let's talk about the Vikings. Yes. I I mean, I got it. I, I got the Vikings right. I got to say. Yeah. I talked about it all year. I wasn't the only one that wasn't buying in on the on the Vikings, but I caught a lot of fire on Twitter when at the end of the regular season, I had non-playoff teams like the Lions, for example, ahead of them, and I just never bought it. And that's why heading into wildcard weekend, I had the Vikings and Giants right next to each other because mm-hmm. you knew that was going to come right down to the end because you knew those teams, despite one team being 13-4 and four and the other – nine six and one were basically at the same level and it turned out the other team with the worst record was better I I feel like we did watch the better team did advance Mm -hmm. and Vikings fans have to once again put up with like just not just losing but like like cruel irony type losses that you go 11 and 0 in the regular season and one score games and then immediately once the playoffs start lose a one score game that's very on brand for the vikings speaking of snake bitten franchises it is it is the vikings they have they have a lot of work to do in the off season but as a on whole, one side of the over, ball on defense yeah. exactly like they need to do a tremendous amount of fixing i mean I, like they i know that they switched schemes this year there was a lot of different changes but i think overall on the whole having a new head coach in there with kevin o'connell as his first season in minnesota as the head coach like this was a good year for them they won the division obviously it was a down year for the packers but they had the lions in there now they have to deal with the lions going forward as well so i think it's positive it will be moving in the right direction, but once they get the defense fixed, then this will be a formidable team. You have Justin Jefferson. He's an unbelievable talent, and like honestly, that's all you need. I think it's helpful sometimes when you have off-seasons like this where you know very specifically what needs to improve. I know mm-hmm. Cincinnati had that type of situation after Burrow's rookie year, and they really went after and we need another playmaker, and we need to address the offensive line, and those things got a lot better quickly. I think you're going to see Minnesota be very aggressive. Uh, there are salary cap restraints, of course, but very aggressive in free agency to address the defense uh, at multiple levels, and I think their draft, you'll see, it's one of those, it's always these teams like, well, they had eight picks, and seven of the eight were defensive right. players. I think you're <laughs> going to see that type of Vikings offseason, and it will be very logical. Some of these other teams, Connie, as we kind of wrap things up here, 
it's harder to say what their offseason looks like. The Ravens, obviously, we don't know uh, what's going on with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. They have this this former MVP quarterback in his mid-20s. It should be a no-brainer. And yet, when Melissa Stark on Sunday Night Football oh my God, comes the on the air before kickoff, Oh, well, that's different when she was talking to Johnny Harbaugh uh, after the end of the first quarter. Abolish the end of first quarter interview uh, TV. Got to get rid of it. No, but when Stark was on, it was a big Stark show. When Stark was on before (laughs) kickoff and she said that Lamar Jackson ruled himself out ahead of the playoffs. Power move. And that's a power move (laughs) presented by, you know, Energizer. Energizer. And then chose not to travel with the team. To the yes, playoffs. Yes, I know. And I'm like, whoa, that is a major, major red flag in terms of where he stands with the team. I was thinking the same thing because it's not like he was just recently hurt and this would be a problem for him to fly. I don't know the yeah. inner workings of everything, but you would think that he would be there with the team. Remember last week when we talked about the teams that we thought could make a big jump on this show come August when mm-hmm. we come back? And I said the Jets? Yeah. They had to get a quarterback first, which they were going to get. Where do you think the Jets would be in, you know, there are a lot of off-brand power rankings. Okay. Like, if you added Lamar to that Jet offense and defense, like, a lot of people would have the Jets potentially as a top 10 team. That's what Lamar would bring to a new team and the Ravens if they do move him. And I don't think they would unless they – he makes it clear to them that there's no way I want to be with you anymore. Um, he's going to make another team a lot better and it will be a ton of buzz around wherever he lands well, for I that mean, team. Also, think about how everything changed for that organization when Lamar got there, like specifically for John Harbaugh. Yes. Like there were so many uncertainties, especially at the quarterback position. And John Harbaugh basically built the offense around him and then built himself extra years in the position. So I just feel like there should be some loyalty to the family. All right. I like you that. Know? You know, uh, did you finish the movie yet? Did you finish Godfather yet? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> In fact, Soon. before we say goodbye, I did finish Glass Onion though. <laughs> I I want to I want to check that out. Okay. So the Ravens indecision at quarterback, the yes. Bucks indecision at quarterback, the Seahawks unclear where they are at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Although it looks like Geno wants back and they want Geno, and the Dolphins they said the two is coming back next year, but we don't know what Tua's future is. A lot of questions. Question marks at quarterback will put you lower in a rankings exercise in professional football. Facts. That makes sense. All right, we'll be back next week with the Conference Championship Edition of Power Rankings. It's just going to get shorter and shorter the list, which is less work for us, which is a good thing for you. We love it. Till next week, keep the call. Later. NFL Power Rankings is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.